Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I am doing great, Matt. How are you? Life is good. Very excited. Always full of energy. Ready to go. What are we on? Episode 97, how the election affects your business, right? You're going to talk about politics on your show? Talking about the election and how it affects your business. It's good. a trick question, not though, right? So if you're just joining us, I want to let you know we're not going to talk about politics, we, but we are going to talk about how an election like this, um, how it can affect your business. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a conversation right now. We've got an election coming up on Tuesday, November 3rd, unless you've been under a rock. Um, you know, that's, it's a pretty, it's coming up. There's a so, lot of stuff going on. We'll talk about like uh, just big picture type stuff. And, 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 and you can, you know, you can Google this and, and, Truth of the matter is, the stock market doesn't care who's president, right? So, so you, you look you, at. I want to. I want to uh, just kind of give you a little bit of a bio, a background of you. You've been investing uh, large sums of money on, on behalf of your clients and what have you for several years, um, and I say several, many years. And so, let's. What happens when a Democrat or a Republican? Um, what, let's kind of look at the financial markets when a Democrat gets gets in office. What happens typically in the financial market? Let's start there. Yeah, so you just you literally back up and say the big picture is the market doesn't care either way. Uh, Republican or Democrat who's in who's in office. Uh, the markets are much more dependent on the economy itself being strong, right? Uh, earnings of corporate earnings. Um, actually, the markets actually do better under Democrats versus Republicans. You can go back and look at the charts. Why is that? Could just be the timing of recessions and when they come out. It could just be the timing of the changes. We tend to go kind of eight to 12 years with one uh, and then eight to 12 years with the next group. And that coincides with uh, economic cycles, right? So you might have, you know, we had Reagan and Bush, that was 12 years. Then we had Clinton for eight and then you had Bush for eight and Obama for eight and, and they've had Trump for four. So we tend to go, the presidential cycle actually tends to coincide with an economic cycle not really per se, not causal, they don't cause each other. So truth is the market doesn't care if it's Democrat or Republican, the market cares about uh, profitability of businesses. Um, could be that you fear uh, rising taxes, right? So we had a, a tax cut in the last three years, which is good for business, good for personal. We could experience a tax increase if, if we change parties this year. Um, but the truth is around that is that's why we got accountants, right? And we'll figure out ways to, to find the loopholes and to manage that as well. That doesn't impact your business as much as you think it is. Yeah, and I wanna pause on that because that, that seems to be a big fear is, okay, well, what if my taxes go up? Well, simple economics will tell you that um, if you're in business and you're a solid business and your taxes go up, um, you gotta remember that most of those who are in our government, most, are attorneys and accountants. <laughs> so they are going to create ways and methods to keep their constituents and their supporters, the people giving them money, they've got to give loopholes. If you increase taxes, you, you got to give, I don't want to say loopholes. Loopholes are really a bad word when it comes to taxes, but you have to give incentives for those who produce jobs. You got to give incentives, which means deductions. And so a lot of times it really doesn't affect that bottom line, which is profit. That's what this show is all about is profitability. So yeah, in the end, you'll, you'll figure out a way to reinvest in your company is a great way to, to pay less in taxes as you actually find things to invest into your business, buying equipment and machinery, software, 
uh, that has a good positive ROI. We, you and I always talk about return on investments. Can't you put your, okay, so uh, I'm just going to, you know, for instance, can't you put your kids on the payroll and that can help cover their, uh, their college and things like that? I mean, those absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can hire your kids. You can hire your spouse, right? You can hire family members. Uh, me personally, I'm looking to, to make some investments here at the end of the year where I might buy a, uh, a software package that I want for my business, but I'll go ahead and pay for it this year because, you know, that way it's an expense this year as opposed to next year, right? I can prepay some of my stuff for next year and pay it here in uh, November and December to kind of bring down my profits this year, right? And so even there are ways like, that you manage it. Doesn't tax code 179 allow you to sometimes invest that money? Even when you don't have the money now, you can finance that money in a, in a lease and um, and take the deduction this year, right? The, um, oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's talking about investments. We're getting, we're getting way over our head, but yes, you can make investments this year that... My personal, my, one of my favorite changes from one of my client is, is I don't give a darn who's in office and who the president is because I only care about my personal financial well-being. Right? That's where I was going with that. That's where we're going. We're, we're getting, the point of this show really is it doesn't matter who uh, wins the election or loses the election because it really doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is your personal financial well-being. And that's something you can control. That's something you can influence. That's something you can focus on. We always talk about controlling what you can control, right? You cast your vote, you're done. Now you got to move on and get back to running your business. And so the most important aspect about how the election affects your business is I think your mindset when it comes to your business. In other words, that your business is going to be profitable regardless of the circumstances around you. That is a decision you must make when you start your business, while you run your business, as you grow your business, you have to decide that no matter what, I've got to focus on profitability of my business and longevity of my company and using my business as a tool to build wealth, regardless of what is happening in Washington, regardless of happening, what's happening in my state, whether it's riots or whether it's peaceful protests, none of that matters. If, if you're in one of those zones and that's where you make your money, you better figure out a way to be profitable in that zone. Right. 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 No, no, exactly. Right. You're sitting here thinking about if you're a dentist, why does it matter who's in office? If you're a chiropractor, if you're a plumber, if you're an HVAC guy, uh, why does it matter? A lawyer, why does it matter who's in office? It doesn't really matter, right? You still got to do the fundamental things it takes to, to, to manage your business, right? And there is a lot of uncertainty that causes uh, uh, larger companies maybe not to invest their capital today because we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. So there is some hesitancy that happens there. But for, but for most business owners who can kind of control their own destiny, we got to kind of get on with it, right? So, so um, what do they call it? Uh, what does they say? Uh, chaos creates opportunities. Uh, uh, problems create opportunities for you to thrive, right? That, that this environment, which has been dramatic and, and uh, heck, they're talking about, you know, uh, the rise in the cases, but we got to get on with it. We got to figure out what can we do? What can we control? How can we get our business going and keep our business going, right? By doing the fundamentals. Well, and I, and you know, I brought it up even before the show. I, I'm so tired of people um, like all talking about like how negative this crisis is and all the, all the negatives of it. I'm like, I think this is probably going to be one of my best years and probably last four or five years. And um, in all honesty, it's not this year that I'm so excited about. It's probably three, four years from now from what I've put into place. And, and the point is, 
I think there was there is this worry steals from your business. If you if you start worrying about things like like an election, that's what we're talking about. Really focused around this, but worry does not fix tomorrow. It only steals today. And so here you are with um, there are a lot of people right now in you're in quarantine uh, all around the country. People are in quarantine and they're and they're panicking over over what we've never controlled anyway. You cast the vote and then you go home and can't control it. But you can control how you respond um, in your business because you have to, or you're going to go out of business. And right. that's not make adjustments. No, you're right. You got to make adjustments. Right. So, I mean, literally we were sitting there thinking before we got on here, I told you I had a call with, with a, a prospect uh, earlier this week and just a conversation goes into, all right, you know, uh, let's talk about your business. Where are you today? Where do you want to be? Right. We always talk about what's working. Uh, what isn't working? Uh, what has worked in the past? What can we do more of? What are our opportunities? What, what would we do if we had more time and money? Uh, what do we do really well that we'd love to do more of if we had more time and more money? And, and all that stuff is the fundamentals, right? So, so for this, we were talking about, and we've talked about this for several other businesses before, which is a reactivation campaign, right? A good old fashioned reactivation campaign is who you're, to, who you're talking to your, your past customers, right? Talking to your past customers. I forget, one of my clients has an acronym for it. Uh, previous year, current month, previous year. So you, let's say we're in October almost, so we're coming up on November. He would look back through his calendar last year and say, all right, who did you do business with last November? And that's his first uh, pipeline for November of this year. Who did I do business with in November of last year? I'm gonna reach out to those people. Hey, Dave, it's been a while since we chatted. Yada, 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 we did some business last year. What you working on? Anything I can help you with, right? There's a reactivation campaign. We talk about that for dentists all the time. I talk about that with chiropractors all the time. Uh, talk about that for pretty much any any type of business that is can, can be a recurring business as opposed to a transactional business, right? So you might say, um, what you know, wait, current, I forget the acronym, what it was called, but you know, same but, you know that's, a, that's probably a good time. Like now is a really good time to call some of those people, be, especially, and I say now, I mean, before the election and after the election, because you might be the one thing that takes their mind off of all of this. Maybe they're worried about their business and you call back, you say, Hey Bob, your, your business was booming last November. I'd like to help keep that thing booming or whatever. I'm your, I'm your corporate attorney or, or whatever. I, hey, you know, um, we did those two implants on, on your mouth uh, last year this time and you still have the other two you've got to get done. And um, you know, by the way, dentists never call anybody. Um, if you did that, I think um, orthodontists, <laughs> Great service. They, they would have, they would have your, your patients would have a heart attack if you actually picked up the phone and called them yourself. But even having somebody at the front desk do it, I, I, I've used dentists. I mean, but the point is, sometimes people want to talk to somebody they haven't heard from in a year. And maybe if you were a great positive influence in their life 12 months ago, well, guess what? They want to hear from you again. People love other positive people. And, you know, the, the, the ones who the election won't affect 100% of the time are the ones who are focused on their business, on growing their business, regardless of what's going on around Regardless them. of our environment. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about another one. We, we've talked about that, about referral strategies. And we talked about that 1010 program. We did a podcast. I'm looking, it looks like two months ago on that. And we did that where it's, you know, hey, are you still looking for a, a lakefront property? Hey, are you still interested in this product? You had asked about it previously, right? So you can go back to anybody who's been a prospect that didn't do business with you over the last 12 months, 24 months, 
reach out to them. Hey, are you still interested in, you know, uh, whatever, building a new house? Are you still interested in remodeling your back porch, right? We could reach out to all our past prospects who didn't do business with us and reactivate those people, right? Reactivate past prospects. We did a whole podcast on that called the 1010 program, right? Uh, that was a pretty good one two months ago. Talked about when you ask for referrals. This was on this call uh, yesterday, the day before, and it's when do you ask for referrals? And of course, oh, how do you grow word of mouth? Everybody tells us that word of mouth. Great, you have a referral program in place. Uh, no, word of mouth, right? Well, when do you ask for referrals? Well, I don't really ask for referrals. It's just word of mouth, right? So, so when could you ask for referrals, right? Well, you could ask for a referral as soon as they sign up or buy the product. You could ask for a referral as soon as you deliver the product to them, right? Or in the planning stage of that product, you could ask for a referral when you follow up with them, right? You could ask them a uh, uh, 60 or 90 day follow up, right? So there's like five different ways you ask for a referral as opposed to quote unquote, uh, word of mouth. Like literally this is the conversation I had last night or yesterday, I think it was. And it was, yeah, we, we get referrals and it's word of mouth, but are you asking I, for them? I think the key there is to ask Right. <laughs> for the and several times. <laughs> and, 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 to, and to keep asking. And I think some people don't realize that, okay, you're in business and um, people don't want to come off as, as salesy, I guess is, is the word. So they, they think if I'm asking, I'm trying to sell you. But the reality is it's a, um, in my opinion, if you're in business and you solve people's problem or make their life better. Right. It right. is absolutely wrong of you to think, I mean, the way I think about it is if I don't solve their problem, it would be a disservice for me not to tell them about my product. And if, you know, if, if I've got a product that really helps people, it doesn't matter what it is, whether you, whether you, um, you wash boats or whether you, um, you know, paint signs or whatever you do, it's a disservice for you not to ask your customer who else, what, that could we help? solve that problem for because you solve a problem which right oh, that's like almost like the mental shift we've talked about that in the past too right that, that you have to take the 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 opinion of hey I, I solve people's problem i actually help people so when you're asking for a referral you're not being salesy and you're not being cheesy and you're not begging right you're saying hey who else can i help my goal is to help you know five people this month you know anybody else that would that would uh, benefit from this type information this type product this type service right so so exactly right so that's almost a mental shift that you could have in your own brain which is i'm helping people and i got a goal to help five people ten people this month yeah. uh, what can i do and that and that might make it easier to ask for the referral right well consider how how campaigns are run it's an ask campaign you're constantly asking for somebody's vote right and then and then and then that person then may refer a friend to also vote. And that's how campaigns are built. So we're talking about election year. It's still an ask campaign. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I can solve this problem. I'll make your life better than ever. Everybody's going to tell you how your life is going to be better. Right? So you got two, two people or there are more than two, but I mean, there's two people running to be the president of the United States and they're both asking for your vote. Well, and then they're going to have others. Who else do you know who might, like what I believe, right? Isn't that? Right, right, right. It's the same thing when you run a company. And, and we're, I don't think that, gosh, if you watch the news, you'll think if either candidate gets in, the whole world is going to come to an end. And I can tell you that there are people like you and I who are going to do phenomenal in the next four to eight years, no matter who Regardless. gets in. Regardless, right. And that's because we believe that 
our profit is up to us, not who's in Washington. Right. And that's exactly right. And, and, and again, focus on what you control, what you can control, right? You can't control those external events. You can control how you react to those events and you can control what you focus on, right? You're focusing on your, you could say focus on the, the, the down and out of this uh, COVID crisis, or you could focus on what are the opportunities that are coming up with. I've got, I've mentioned other clients before and now they're doing appointment only. So appointment only sounds like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do my same sales? Now they gotta make an appointment with me. Turns out they're making more sales. And not only that, they're actually controlling their staff because they can uh, right staff the right amount of people because they know when customers and prospects are coming in. Also allows them to be more focused, right? So if Dave's coming into my, my shop, uh, I'm gonna focus on Dave and, and what do I think Dave wants or needs and what problems can I solve for him? So now I'm even more focused, which actually increases my chances of not only selling something, but maybe selling something more to you, right? Because I'm focused on you and your needs and your concerns. And you know, and I think about this in the, in the context of a mastermind, okay? And uh, because I think about you at the end of February, early March, and we were, you know, what a lot of people don't know goes on behind the scenes is your business is, you know, you're in the financial world and, and the markets were just tanking day after day. And so what did you spend most of your time doing? You were talking to your clients, getting them their, their mindset right about the markets so they didn't like bail or make a big financial dis mistake. And that's why a mastermind I feel is, is you, you have a group of like-minded individuals who are focused on keeping that mindset right so that you don't get sidetracked by things like a, an election <laughs> or other things. You don't get distracted by a shiny object or a, or a stress, you know. Stress-inducing stress things happen in business. And that can be really, sometimes it can be paralyzing. I got a friend who owns a plumbing company right now. He's going through some things that are paralyzing him. And if he doesn't get around some like-minded business owners, he could be in some real trouble. Uh, in right. his business. He's in trouble, but on, if, when, when you have no place to turn, you can become very lonely as an entrepreneur. That's why a mastermind group, it, it, you're, you're, not, you're not in it by yourself. I mean, they're not there to like fix your business, but you, you have some like-minded individuals that can propel you, I guess, to, to, to keep you on track from a mindset. Well, no, that's it. And, and that's a great point. We talked, you know, we've talked about the last couple episodes, we're talking about stacking irresistible offers and using value added bonuses to try to, and, and focusing again on what you can control, even regardless of who uh, wins an election, right? These are core fundamentals. And, and part of that comes into, if you don't focus strategically, right? We talked about strategic focus versus tactics. Strategy is what am I trying to accomplish overall? What am I trying to do profit wise? What is my business? What problems do I solve? That's strategic, right? And you figure out that, then you figure out your messaging. What are you trying to? If you don't figure that out, you end up competing on price, right? So I was reading an article actually earlier this week that talked about yellow pages, right? So yellow page ads is, you know, they're still around, believe it or not, right? But most of those yellow page ads stink. We've talked about that before. They're just based on size and they all say the same thing, you know, platitudes. We've been in business, family owned, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they get we've 10 trucks, about, picture of 10 trucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've talked about that, how they don't, you know, they don't, uh, you know, interrupt, educate, interrupt, engage, educate, and offer. They don't follow the system. But the Yellow Pages doesn't care, right? Because the Yellow Pages wants you just to buy a bigger ad, and bigger ads tend to outperform the smaller ad. So even though it's a big ad that says, we've been in business for a long time, people are lazy, and they just go with the bigger ad they saw. So that actually helps them, you know, solve the Yellow Pages problem, which is sell more ads, right? No, just buy a bigger ad, Dave. The small one isn't working. I got stats that say buy a bigger ad. 
But my point being, if you're not thinking strategically, then you just fall into the price trap. If you don't give any other value added or quality or uh, then all you're giving them. So, so clients, how does it say? Uh, clients all want the best deal. Okay. But the best deal isn't the best price. The best deal is the best value. Everybody wants the best value, right? So you're not buying the cheapest car. You're buying the, the best value for the car, the biggest bang for my buck. I'm going to pay for a quality car. I might have to pay a little more money, but I don't want to pay super expensive. So it's super fancy because I don't need all the super fancy, right? I want the best, best deal, the best value, but it's the best the value that quality. you can afford. Yes. Right. And so they a combination wouldn't... of factors unless all you give me is nothing to compare. Our default is price. Yeah, it's well, always, always the, price. The dentist didn't give me anything to compare it to, so I'm comparing. The landscaper didn't give me anything to compare it to, so I'm just comparing on price, right? So unless they know the, the I, I'm talking about, uh, we did kitchen cabinets one time. You've done kitchen cabinets, right? There's a high, medium, and low level of kitchen cabinets and quality of kitchen cabinets, and one of the ways you can tell is the joints that are in the drawers, yep. right? And the and the uh, uh, the trays the drawers are on, and do they slam closed? Do they soft closed? Do they fast and then slow, right? Things like that are determining factors of work cabinet. I wouldn't, I look. You're breaking up, Matt. I, oh. You got me? You're talking about, yeah. I'm gonna stay on the kitchen cabinet thing because yeah. Yeah. You know, a guy who does kitchen cabinets, he sells yeah. the middle of the road, but the way he makes the cabinets seem like high road, what they, what they do is they put a better face on the cabinets and on the drawers, and then the, the, the part that is more hidden is not as good, but then they put the more expensive tracks so that it seems like a much better set That's of That's the cabinets. perfect combination, yes. So he's and got he, value there. Yes, and he needs to, to, exactly right, explain that in the workmanship, right? You know, some people build these things that are super low end all the way through. Some people have it super high end all the way through. We just focus on the high end where it's needed. It's needed on the face and it's needed on the track. Right. So this That'd guy is the most expensive in the middle of the road. Do yeah. you see what yeah. I'm saying? So he's not competing on price. He's like, well, this is how we get you the most value. And he puts himself in the top of the middle. Um, you know, it's it's funny because he's like, I'm upper middle. And and I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, What like what, what you were describing? Three levels of cabinets, and you got the right. best of the best. He goes, the submissions he sells, those are not his clients. Most of his clients will not buy the best of the best. So he picked the middle, but he makes the middle seem like it's the best you can get in the middle. Right. Well, we talk about uh, rehab, right? So if you're rehabbing a house or you're, or you're flipping houses, right? So I, I, I've done 13 spec houses and something like nine flips, right? Uh, versus my own house, which I've had something like six or eight of my own houses as well, right? And so they're different quality of measure. So something silly like the oven, you know, we like double ovens in my house, right? So so if I'm living in the house, I might, and I'm going to be here for 10 years, I might buy the top end, you know, whatever. I'm not going to name brands, but whatever, the XYZ brand, right? Because yep. it's top end and it's going to be here and I really want that. Or or my wife's a big, or I'm a big cook, a big chef. So I want the XYZ brand, right? But if I'm just going to rent it out, I'm going to just like, you know, sometimes you do your houses, you buy them and you rent them out. We don't want that. We want the cheapest. We just want the dang oven. It might not even be a double oven, be a single oven, right? But, and if we're doing like the rehab flip to sell it, right? We might do the middle of the road oven, right? Because it's the best value. It's the, it's the uh, I don't know, KitchenAid. I don't want to name brand, but you know, there's a, there's a cheap brand, there's a middle of the road. We'll do the middle of the road because at least it'll look nice and pretty. It's a value and 
and somebody would appreciate that for the flip and it's good enough for them. And, and when they move in, if they decide they're going to be in for 10 years, they might switch it out for the, the top name brand later on, right? So, so, and that depends on the purpose, right? Who's my target audience? If I'm renting it out, it's a cheap double oven or not even a double oven. If it's a me, I'm going to stay here myself. It's high end. I need the high end. And if it's I'm flipping it to try to make a profit, we'll do the middle of the road. Another example of making the distinction and knowing who your clientele, that, that's all our things. Who's your target market, right? What's the message? You got to be able to relay that message. Let me tell you how great this oven is. Or maybe you do the opposite. Maybe your kitchen is just awesome because that's what sells kitchens and master baths are yeah. what's in basements sell and backyards sell houses. If we had a basement here, I'd be underwater, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though. You know, it's, um, you go to Atlanta and if you got an unfinished basement in a house and the, the, the price of the house is a little lower, that might get like some people excited. Cool. I get to do my own basement. Whereas other people be like, Oh, the, what's wrong with the basement? I can't buy this house. Again, knowing your target market can you you can you can give the incentive to say, hey, you buy this house, we'll do the basement. You know, those are things that again, we're not giving away the house. Don't change your price. Don't adjust your profit. Give add value, and people will be attracted to your offer. And oh yeah, we've we've had had a builder one time, and 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 this was back years ago, right? So you you could add the at that time the the whole AV system, you know, audio visual that was pre wired in the entire house. Right now they don't have to do that anymore because it could be all uh, wireless Wi Fi, right? Uh, you talk about the handyman guy. I was thinking about that the other day about the uh, we've got a ring on our front door, right? Uh, locksmith you used to be a locksmith, right? So you could have the locksmith who then value added, you know, install a free ring, right? Uh, you, heck, the computer guy does that now, by the way, right? So I've got a computer guy, and then because the ring, you just screw it on, but then it locks into your Wi-Fi, right? So so he came from that end. It was the computer guy that did the ring because it locks into Wi-Fi, but it could have been a locksmith who just learns how to connect a ring to, to Wi-Fi. That'd be a value added. I'm the guy that can do right? Uh, and so if you if you do alarm systems, you could do ring. If you do ring, you could now do the internal because the company that does ring actually has little motion detectors you can put throughout your house that are all Wi-Fi that aren't even wired, right? And so here we are. We're talking about how the election affects your business, and we do what we always do. You and I all of a sudden start thinking about all the ways to improve your business, to, to keep you out of this price game, to keep you out of the commoditized world of selling because that'll kill you quicker than anything else. It's all about profitability. We want when you think about profitability all the time and, and being profitable in business, and you look at all of these things you can do to bring clients to you without adjusting your price, in fact, more often than not driving your price up so that you put more in your pocket, why? So you can enjoy more time off, you know, to spend with your family and that why you're in business. I mean, all of these things boil down to, that's what business should be. It should not be, it should not be a concern just because there's an election coming. That is, and that's the main point, right? So you, who, you know, how does how is your business affected by the election? Is it, you know, for ninety nine percent of us, it isn't, right? It's your own personal financial well being and making sure that you're focused on that and controlling on that. And if you're not focused on that, you fall into this commodity trap of price, which then comes into discounting, which we talked about in a previous episode of Know Your Numbers and discounting just eats right away your profit margins. And so it just can spiral out of control if you're not focusing on on what you can control and the important factors. Of, like I said, being profitable and uh, the answer is it doesn't matter, right? Your personal financial well-being will not matter on, based on who wins this election or loses the election. It's all going to be 
how you run your business and are you doing the right things to run your business regardless of who's president, right? Yeah, and if you are spending a lot of time worrying about things like this, I recommend, if not our mastermind, get in a mastermind, get your head on, get, you get, it's, it's all here. Your entire business is here. It Before you started it, it was here. Oh, right? I mean, yeah, it goes back to the same thing, right? Who are the five people you hang out with, right? You are the average, whatever, I don't know if that's a Jim Rohn saying or if that's Tony Robbins, Rohn, but by the way. you're the average of the five people you hang out with, right? So if you're hanging out with five people that are negative and that are worried about this kind of stuff, that's what's going on. If you're hanging out at a mastermind with, with smart people that are focusing on running their business and in, in, improving their life and the lives of others, that's a whole different, you know, you know, that's a whole different focus, right? So that's what a mastermind is, like-minded individuals that are, that are headed towards the same goal, right? Of, of, of making more money, taking more time off, paying less in taxes. That's the idea of our mastermind, at least. That's our goal, right? Yeah. And that's right. your goal if you're in business. So you <laughs> that's your, goal. You know, if, if, you're, um, if you're interested in, um, in applying to be in our mastermind, um, you can reach out to Matt, Matt at profitabilitymd.com or reach out to me, Dave at profitabilitymd.com. We'll do a short call together. On that call, um, we're actually going to kind of go through and see some ways we can tweak and show you right on that call how you can find, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in, in your business in the next 12 months, even before you even get started in the mastermind. And uh, why? Because that's, we, we do that right away. Why? Because we know we're going to find a lot more than that with you being in a mastermind over 12 months. We're going to help you grow your business and, uh, and not worry about things like an upcoming election. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, we're profitabilitymd.com, Profitability MD YouTube channel, Profitability MD, anywhere you find your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all that other kind of stuff. All right, man, this was good. I appreciate it. Matt, we'll talk soon. Take care. All right, buddy.